Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like, um, what do you call it? It's like flying a jet, soaring through the sky, gazing at the sunset, seeing all the clouds around you. You're just, it's like you're floating in a sense. Like that's what creating feels like. It's this sense of like, you know, weightless. Like it feels like you're kind of soaring through the sky and just, you know, absorbing all the beauty around you you know there's like a very natural feel to creating so i'd like to welcome everyone to another episode of the let's get podcast i'm your host zeke and in this episode i have christian mack to speak about being an artist you can find his work by clicking the link in the description below I think of a content warning for Sean Lee in this episode and hope you have a nice day and enjoy the show. So, welcome to the podcast. Hello, how's it going? Uh, my name is Christian Mack. I'm a freelance independent artist. I've been drawing since I was a kid and now I am a professional artist for about five years by now. Yeah, so five years I've been drawing. So, yeah. Nice. And since I should your origin story, how would you like to represent that origin story? Um, for me, it, it's more like, um, you know, art's kind of like a passion for me, um, how, like, it's always been like this inner drive that I have for draw, like, you know, I always have like, stuff going inside my head, you know, I'm always like in a very imaginative person that's always like, you know, fantasizing things like daydreaming all the time, constantly have ideas like circling around my head, you know, so as soon as I get an idea pumping out my head, I just want to like, you know, put it on a paper and just see what it looks like in person. Nice. So, so what, so let's go in the beginning. What kind of got you into drawing and everything like that? Um, I think generally for like, for me, at least it was for, um, cartoons and like animation. Um, cause you know, when I was a kid, uh, you know, I was really into like cartoons itself. They were kind of like, my biggest escapism um you know uh i didn't discover anime about like when i was like preteen, i was since like around like somewhere in the age like 10 or 12 years old um you know i firstly i discovered like four kids and what really got me into that um drawing was like seeing those things how they were animation and everything and i just wanted like you know copy um the drawings and just sort of replicate it on paper so that's kind of what got me into drawing. It, it's like seeing art in general in the forms like comic books and like anime and manga and cartoons. Just seeing that in that form is what really got me into drawing. Nice. And with that, what would you guys, how would you say your style evolved over the years? Um, I think um, overall, uh, I always struggle uh, with type of styles I would have because I was very good at mimicking. Um, I was very good at like copying uh, styles like back and forth, you know, um, until I got to the Kubert school. Um, that was the school I graduated. Um, after I graduated high school, I went straight to Kubert school, um, studying so many art teachers, you know, so many uh, professionals that were like teaching me a lot of the basic stuff. And um, how I really found my style was like literally after I graduated. Um, you know, one thing that I kind of just learned is like, yo, to never like stop drawing, like always keep practicing and always keep, you know, um, 
you know, drawing and drawing and drawing. And that was kind of my method. So how I came to find my style was kind of like, you know, sort of the things that I like to draw, which is like kaiju monsters and like anime. And from there, uh, I guess you could kind of say like, you know, it came to the point where I just realized like, oh, this is just what I draw like now. So, you know, I just basically like settle with that and just kind of like whip out the things you want, you know? So, yeah. Nice. And uh, you say you went to school for art. So how was that like studying art? Um, it was pretty cool. You know, it was nice to go because um, when I was graduated from high school, um, I didn't know uh, there wasn't a lot of schools that was like that didn't really have that I want, you know, particularly like I got in, into FIT. There was um, Pratt, Pratt School, I believe. And there was like some other schools, SCAD and there was a SVA. You know, they had like, you know things that involve like comma books and stuff like that, but they only have it for like one year program and everything. And for me, it wasn't like not enough to get in. So, you know, when I came upon like a uh, Cuber school, I was kind of like digging through my wardrobe and stuff until I came upon this pamphlet. And I was like, Oh, what school is this? And it turned out it was the Cuber school. You know, we went on a tour uh, to see what the school looks like. It's actually more like a traditional school. And, you know, um, when my folks asked, uh, you know, the counselor and everything, like, what's the schedules going to be like, what the class is going to be like, turns out that the school had no academia. It's just purely art. So that was like basically gold mine for me. So when I um, so when I went to that school, you know, I learned so much, though, like um, they had like a whole library of comic books, you know, things to reference on. There's an art store downstairs, like in the corner that you could buy like tools, pencils, you know, circular things like rulers and stuff, you know, in Bristol's. And there's also like tons of classes, like, you know, basic drawings, anatomy, sketches and layout, um, digital art, uh, digital drawing, uh, Photoshop and stuff. There is also like, you know, narrative, like comic book layouts and things. There's also, um, you know, um, I think method, like method and um, material, when you kind of learn how to paint, learn how to airbrush, you also learn how to like, you know, paint on the bristle. And there's just like whole the cartoony aspect, like make short stories and everything. You know, there's so many like varieties in terms of like comic book drawing. So yeah, that was kind of my experience. It was a really uh, fun experience too, you know? And I remember, um, that for like every end of the school year we would go on a trip like you know to exotic places um uh normally and around the time they would also give us a trip to new york comic-con and actually speak with the professional get portfolio reviews and all that type of stuff so yeah it was a great experience you know learning what i learned building the connection uh connection with a lot of artists like you know just building that network so it, it was nice to be to be in a place where, you know, you didn't have to really worry about like academics and all that type of stuff, like schedule programs, things like that. Like I could just focus on art and that's a good thing for me because like, I really don't want to be good at what I'm doing and I want to be the best at it. So yeah, that was like, honestly, the best experience of me, um, you know, going to school was definitely a good choice. So yeah. Nice. So pretty much it wasn't like classes and everything. It was like you had to like, how does that work? Not having classes. Oh, the classes were like, um, you have two classes a day. 
um we got 10 homeworks like a week so like yeah we get like overloads of homework and everything but at my first year i was kind of a hard time struggling because i was commuting from new york to new jersey i was like waking up 4 a.m in the morning just so i can like get the classes on time and then to travel back which i barely had any time to like you know get my work done uh but by the time i got around second year i got the dorming um you know one things i kind of learned is that i'm a very fast drawer so like i could get things done like and like that so that was kind of helpful but yeah the classes were like two days um two classes a day and you get like ton 10 homeworks a week they were probably like probably about like classes are about like two hours um in you know they go over like the assignment and then like rest of the you know the rest of the hours you're just like coming up the layout you're just drawing and everything and you know um the classes will also like schedule deadlines as well so like like oh this is where you need to get your homework done so like there was a lot of like deadlines at least um things that we have to make up and you know we um it was important like you have to keep track of your homework because you know the thing is is that you don't want to get left behind you don't want to get like you know you want to get caught up as much as possible as you can so yeah so that's how that whole process works got it and to convince like your parents that you want to do art was that hard or did they kind of go with um, the beginning it, it wasn't so much hard for me because um you know i've been told my folks that i always wanted to be an artist you know uh my folks kind of you know noticed that like i was very good at drawing and they were very supportive of that you know so I was pretty much fortunate to have like, you know, a group of people that was very support me and my passion and my dream and able to like, you know, provide me the um, source and the accessibility to like, you know, do what I'm supposed to do and do the things I want to do. So it was nice, you know, um, like thank God I didn't end up in that unfortunate situation because I met so many artists who didn't really have a supportive family. So I guess I happen to be the lucky one that just um what do you call it that just have ones that support me. So yeah. Nice, nice. So like um so that's good to have like the support system and have people who like, okay, you had to like fight for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so good, you know. Um, especially like when you have people like that kind of like understand exactly like like the passion and the drive and i was lucky enough to have like the people who kind of saw that and you know just sort of embrace that and unfortunately like yeah having that type of relationship is like really hard you know uh especially when you're dealing with families and you know um especially with your loved ones and stuff like that like a lot of people these days they don't see the value ship and the work method that goes into like art if we're particularly talking about like graphic art so yeah unfortunately like that thing is very common but i'm just lucky enough to have the people around me that see my passion for that and just see like you know embrace that world so and when you create do you envision it first in your head or do you kind of just draw uh, i just kind of just draw the things that i just saw you know i didn't i wasn't really much the original guy um I started doing like original stuff later on when I started to be more when I started to be more comfortable in the things that I was drawing, particularly my drawing stuff, because I was kind of insecure about like, you know, the lines I was making. I was very I was very uncertain about like 
what type of things do I want to draw or what do I want to be known for drawing? And then, you know, when it came to original stuff, I was like, oh, let me just, you know, this would be a cool concept or this would be a cool idea. You know, I would just, um, you know, imagine the things that are like kind of in my head and just sort of like, oh, okay, this would be a cool idea. And then I just go off on that. So I didn't start being an original until like after, um, no, not after, like I would say after I graduated um, high school. So. Got it, got it. And what kind of, what was that switch when you made, became like a professional artist? Um, the switch, it, it wasn't like so much a switch. It was kind of like my, my dream come true. Uh, it was always kind of like my dream to be a professional comic book artist. Um, it was always my dream to like be established artist and like, you know, draw for companies and get things done and get things published, like on the book or a magazine or in a manga. It's just like, you know, like any other artist, I just didn't know how I didn't know, you know, where to start. And fortunately for me, I found the Cuba school and that was where I started to be, um, you know, started at the school. So yeah, like it wasn't really so much a switch. It was kind of like, you know, a very, um, it was kind of like my one objective goal for me, you know. Um, I did kind of fell off on art like a bit, like in high school and stuff like that. I didn't really took it seriously. And then, you know, once I got back into drawing, you know, I started like sketching like here and there. That's when I started like feeling it. And I was like, okay, yeah, this is what I want to do. So nice, nice. Great. I remember one time I was doing graphics, my friend was like, you become a professional when people mm-hmm. start paying you for your work. And I was like, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Um, It's unfortunate, you know, unfortunately, um, a lot of people just don't see, once again, I think I mentioned this, but like, yeah, people just don't see the value in art. And that's just what it is. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I get it. Like, not everyone's got money like that. Not everyone's got paid the bill, but it, it's just kind of weird you know, especially in my experience, it's kind of weird, like the people that you come across that tries to like, you know, don't really understand the process or they don't really see the value. Like I I deal with these kind of people like all the time um, when it comes to commission work. And that's just an unfortunate reality. You know, um, I guess that's kind of one of the main reasons why so many people kind of quit art early because like they understood like the gravity of like being a professional artist. And, you know, sometimes depending on the situation, they're they're not gonna take that risk to be a full-time freelance artist. So yeah. Got it. Yeah, a lot of times I always see like people always trying to just that saying that you're not paying me for like the work, you're paying me for the 10 like the years it took to get good at that work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's kind of like the basic gist of it. You know what I mean? Um, there was like this whole um there was a meme I remember and, you know, somebody, it said that like, why should I pay you something that only took you 10 seconds to get done? And the response to that in the post was like, because it took me 10 years to get to this point to get it done in 10 seconds. You know what I mean? And that's kind of like the reality. Uh, Once again, like people just don't see the, the validity in art. They just don't see the value ship in it. So like oftentimes you're going to be dealing with people saying like, 
you know, like, oh, why should I pay you this much? You know, oh, you're charging me or, oh, can I pay you in this and stuff like that? And to me personally, I gotten so used to it. Like, I don't really expect people to like, you know, pay me up front, you know, because anytime a person asks me for like a commission and everything, I just go like, hey, just to let you know, like I'm charging you and stuff like that. And then be like, oh, of course. But it's like, you don't understand, like in my position, this is, I have to deal with this like all the time. Like this is very common for me. So yeah, that's uh, been my experience, unfortunately. But you know, that's an art, that's the experience for everybody, I guess. Yeah, I think in other fields also, people always have like that. Mm-hmm. I guess it's all about that price point, that value of people fit into things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it, it's just like, it, it's like they see art as more of a, a, a hobby thing, like a more like a hobby job, hobbyist. I'm not sure if that's the right term. Um, Then like a, a, an established job, then, you know, an essential work, you know, and that's kind of unfortunate. And which is weird because, you know, there's so much um things that go into art all the time. Like, you know what I mean? Like, especially when you take in consideration, like, you know, how things get done in the world, how like, you know, there's architect, there's so much like art that goes into that. Um, what do you call it? Local designs and product, um, product placement. I think that's what's called, you know, marketing, like, you know, when you see like juice or on a toothpaste or on like, um, on any products that you buy from a store, like, you know what I mean? Like, there's so much art that go into these type of stuff, you know? I I would say, like, it's a very common thing that people look under, you know what I mean? It's just something that people just don't acknowledge. So, yeah, it's, it's weird how, you know, we live in a society where, you know, people don't value art. But I guess that's just what it is, you know? So it is what it is. You just gotta, like, you know, learn to, like, adapt to it, I guess. Yeah. You're also free to ask me questions if you want to. Uh, yeah, That's sure, sure. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. I know. And then going to back to your art. So what kind of like, what's like the most enjoyable part about it? Um, The enjoyable part about it, I would say just the process of like, you know, thinking something of cool and then drawing cool and just be like, yeah, like I did that. Like, you know, like the idea of like having a cool idea in your hand and just like, putting it down on the paper like I guess you know the creating aspect of it will always be the best enjoyable part for me when it comes to being an artist especially um when you take in consideration like you know the thought process is like oh this character can look like this or this character can look like that or oh I can have an environment like that like the creative process is always the enjoyable part about it because you know especially when you start like pulling things from like reality or any show or any animation and you'd be like, Oh, like that would look cool, but let me do it in this way. Like, you know, it's always, there's so much freedom that you can do when it comes to like creating stuff, you know, and I'm particularly talking about like concept art, um, let's say conceptual art, things like that. Like when you're, building the process when you're like creating stuff that's where the fun part is at least to me so yeah got it got it i mean yeah i'll get through you like having that idea and they're like i actually did it mm, you yeah. mm-hmm. um yeah oh, okay i guess you now yeah 
right. <laughs> um, so back to what I was saying. Um, yeah, especially when you take in consideration like how you know you finish a thing, you finish a piece, and it's properly executed, and it's just like, yeah, yo, this looks. I'm kind of proud how this came out. You know what I mean? Um, I think there's like a difference. Um, my teacher taught me this, but there's a difference between a finished piece and a result. And, you know, and that was kind of like my experience. A lot of art that I created, um, sometimes they'll end up in result. But when you get to a piece, when you finally finish a piece and it looks like a finished piece, like that's like one of the best moments, just like saying, I'm done with this. So, you know, that's a very enjoyable experience for me as an artist. And what do you mean by what is like a finished piece to you? Uh, I would say uh, I think it, it kind of depends on yourself. What do you feel like? Uh, like when do you feel like a piece is complete? But like um, the difference between like resort is like how your art comes out. Like you have like intentions, like you have ideas and stuff like that. But then you execute it and it's not as like you're, it doesn't really settle with you. Like you're kind of uncertain about it. You're like, uh, I don't know about this or you know, you look back and say, uh, I could probably do a little bit better on this or I could probably fix this up. And then a finished piece is more like, this is okay. Like, I'm okay with this. I'm happy with this. I like how this just came out. This is like, you know, a finished piece, you know. And that's something that I come across like all the time. I'm always like, you know, looking back on my old pieces, wondering like, do I want to touch it up or do I want to do it? You know, things like that. So, yeah. Got it. And do you feel like you've made more finished pieces or more results? Uh, more finished pieces, you know. Um, thank God, uh, you know, I have, I'm very critical of myself when it comes to making art. So, you know, I'll sometimes, I usually compare myself to other people. And um, what I would do is that uh, I would just look at this stuff. I was like, man, I want to do what he did. And, you know, so yeah, I like I think the um the fact that I'm so critical of myself and I always ask myself like what can I do better kind of helped me um be a better artist and sort of like look at like art in a certain way, you know, especially when it comes to like making mistakes in art, like it's easy for me to point it out and just be like, uh, I could probably do better with this or uh, I'm not really satisfied with this. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, if I feel like I made a lot of results. Yeah. Sometimes you just gotta get it done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it's um it's fine. Like it's especially like if you're an artist, like a professional, like it's best if you get that out. Like, you know, get it out of the way, you know, just so you know you could just move on to the next piece. You know what I mean? Cause I'm the type of person who believes that, like, you know, if you got an idea. And if you're drawing something, if it's not coming out as you want, just like either stop or like, you know, get it done and get it out of the way. So, yeah. <clears throat> nice. Number the best piece of advice I got was from my elementary art teacher was if you make a mistake, just add it into your art. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially nowadays with technology and, you know, it's so easy to like fix up your mistake. Because sometimes I'll be looking at my art, it's like, oh, let me just touch it up a bit you know so came a farmer because like you know when you do like oil painting and thing you're kind of screwed like you have to live with that piece for the rest of your life so yeah 
like yeah this is it so. yeah <laughs> like this ain't ain't no going back yeah <laughs> i think that was the the reason why i was so critical of myself because like you know i would ink i used to ink traditionally and i was just like man like i cannot mess this up like you know so i guess that was kind of part of it but yeah like thank god for technology because now it's like you know back in the old day you kind of just stuck with it and you just have to live with that so yeah creating is fun how does like when i create i sometimes feel like it feels like something that comes out of me feels like so natural just like my brain is just going on autopilot yeah 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 it's kind of like um what do you call it it's like flying a jet soaring through the sky gazing at the sunset seeing all the clouds around you you're just it's like you're floating in a sense like that's what creating feels like it's this sense of like you know weightless like it feels like you're kind of soaring through the sky and just you know absorbing all the beauty around you you know there's like a very natural feel to creating so i think that's like my the reason why i enjoy so much of drawing because you know i just love to create so creating is fun yeah (laughs) it is nice professional so was brooklyn comic-con your first con um the brooklyn comic-con isn't my first con my very first con was the new jersey expo that was my very first con of like having the table and everything so yeah it was it was kind of weird i didn't really make that much of money that much uh and i wasn't really ready for the con but until like until like a couple cons later um not east comic-con i think it was brooklyn comic-con i was like the first time i was ever prepared so like yeah i've done like a couple of cons here and there done a couple exhibit as well um i've done brooklyn comic-con i've done east coast comic-con i also done the new jersey expo twice by the way um and I believe I did the POW Comic Con. That was pretty interesting. And I also did um, what was the other one that I did? Um, there was the other one I forgot what it was called, but like yeah, um, you paid uh, hmm, yeah, I forgot what it was called, but it was like taking place in Williamsburg and everything. There was like this whole concert and stuff like that. So yeah, so yeah, I I done like conventions and festivals before. So, <clears throat> so how's it being on the booths, like on the table side? Um, it's pretty fun, you know. Um, it gets really tiring <laughs> for sure, <laughs> but like, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's really fun, you know. Especially you get to talk to people and you get to see people just like see your art. It, it's kind of weird, you know. Um, seeing that transition because like you're always on the outside looking in. And you're kind of just like, man, like how cool would it be to have a table? But now having that experience, you know, it's a very interesting, um, it's a very interesting experience, you know, sitting behind the booth, just waiting and stuff like that, though. Um, you get a lot exhausted very quickly. So there's that. <laughs> so what kind of do what did you learn from the first con that made you better for the other ones? Um well, learn thing for the first con is that like always have your prints ready to go and quality. Um, you know, personally to me, 
when it comes down to selling my art, I always let the art do the talking. I'm not really a salesman. Like I'm, I'm not a personality guy. I mean, I can like socialize with people, but I'm not really, um, what do you call it? I'm not really outgoing. So like I let the art do the talking for me. So I try to like, you know, make the best type of art and make sure my art, art is top-notch quality so that way like you know people could just gaze on it and they could just start a conversation from there you know so yeah i think um ultimately um you know when the first con just uh taught me is kind of just learning how to sell myself but also learning how to sell my art so i guess that's what i learned from that day kind of like push you into like all right you're gonna have to learn these personal skills yeah first person to person skills yeah yeah it was more like about how to like you know sort of engage with people like you know that's what i kind of learned about that um i also learned about like you know talk about certain things you know um ask some questions like how's it going how's it doing all that type of stuff that's really it's all about like you know like building a relationship with the people who are buying your art so i think that's really i think that's really what's all about Cool. I'm gonna be taking these notes like in my own booth one day. <laughs> best. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, and I think um one thing I see a lot with a lot of art, a lot of artists, dude, like they don't really know how to sell themselves, you know. Um, and something I kind of noticed that, which I figured like in business form, because you know, I want people to buy my pieces. So it was kind of like, okay, how can I come up with ways that I can sell? myself you know what i mean like what are the ways you know what what are things that most artists don't really do that i could apply it to my conventions like for example like you know make special deals like give them deals because like you know the thing is you have to put yourself in mind as a customer and the thing is it's like okay like i'm not gonna pay 50 to 80 dollars on a print on an art print so, you know, you kind of just have to ask yourself saying like, okay, what can I make these people do or make them feel like they're getting in on like the exclusive product? Like, you know what I mean? Like it's, it was one of those things that I kind of had to like think like a businessman. And I don't like, um, I don't like think, to think like a businessman. I like to think of myself as an artist, you know, but that's kind of the nature of like art business. Like you kind of need to learn how to sell yourself. So you know, it kind of, I have to put myself in that mode and sort of like think like, okay, like what can I do, you know, like learn from other business, like marketing and stuff like that. What can I do that I can apply to my own thing? So that way I'm selling art. So it's like learning the other side of the game of the business of. Yeah. The, yeah. Yeah. It's, a, it's like the business of it. Yeah. Because like, you know, because I don't really see too many artists like learning the business aspect of like art and you know it's definitely very dangerous because a lot of artists get screwed over if they don't understand the type of person that they're dealing with like you know what i mean so that's just like what it is uh so it for me at least that's something that i kind of have to learn like it's like i have to learn how to be a businessman because some people will have no problem screwing you over or we'll have no problem muscling you out. Or some people would just like, you know, put you in like the worst position where you're making the worst decision, you know? Like to avoid those type of situations, I have to like 
you know, start thinking like a businessman and start treating it more like a business. So, yeah. Before with like like the marketing part, a lot of times you can have the best product, but if the customer doesn't see the same thing you see, right. or they don't know what they're seeing, they're not gonna buy. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's like you know what I mean. It's kind of like you have to give the customer a reason to buy, or at least give them enough you know, freedom to make the choice that they, if they want to buy this stuff or not, you know? So like, you know, personally me, I don't try to like force customers, you know, to buy myself or anything. I kind of just like, you know what, if you want to buy it, they're here for you guys. You know, I try to make um, my product as cool as possible as you can. So that way, like, you know, people can just like um, buy it and stuff. So, oh, wow. You have my print. <laughs> I'm resonating. Yeah. yeah. Trying to make sure, you know, my art is good enough. So that way, like, you know, people could just gaze upon it and just like saying like, oh, like that looks really cool. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I try to, you know, make cool stuff and that way people can buy my cool stuff. So, yeah. Because like with Yeezys, like Kanye, you're not buying the sneakers. You're really buying like Kanye's image. and Yeah, you're, you're, con- you're buying the brand of it. You know, it's the fact that the sneakers are made by Kanye and that makes you buy a sneaker. Cause really like they're just regular sneakers, you know, but like it's, it's the Kanye brand. And also like, it's like, maybe it has something to do like how the way it looks, but you're kind of just buying the Kanye brand, you know, that's really it's all about, you know, so that, so that's the one thing I kind of learned with art um, in terms of business aspect It's kind of like, you know, people like to doesn't like to buy the product alone they like the things that come with the product you know what i mean even if it's like deals or special deals or anything like that you know people like to feel like they're getting in on something so that's what i learned yeah like i buy jordans mainly for like the style but it's also that right. it's, it's like that it's that um which one i'm losing the word um uh, the perception. yeah perception yeah it's yeah. It, yeah it's that whole it's that whole like you know getting like getting like that that really deal breaker it's like black friday in a sense like you're getting good on a good deal like you know you're getting on the in on the exclusive product so that's how i really boil it um boil it down in my opinion at least and then you go to make an artist yeah. Like a lot of famous ones, but once we mm-hmm. hear about their history, we kind of hear about them because of the stories about them. That's what kind of like brings people and make their right. money go up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, you know, um, yeah, I, I guess you could, yeah. Well, I don't really have any comment on that, but <laughs> um, yeah, I guess that's more like, you know, people also want to get to know you as a person, I guess. It, it's a... Uh, it's like a whole combination of a lot of things why yeah. a customer may feel like they want to buy something. But the thing is, like, most importantly, you want to make the customers feel special in some way. So, yeah, definitely. And then with all that learning, did that kind of like you said earlier how you kind of like want to make your art speak for itself? So that I'm guessing it had like an influence on your art in some way, the way you, yeah. right? Yeah, I would say it had somewhat of uh, an influence on me in some way. Um, you know, how um, you know, art history and how people like came to be like an established artist, like how 
you know, what they went through and what they grew up in. It's like, wow, like if, you know, this person could be, can do this and I can do this too. You know what I mean? So like, it's just a matter of that, uh, to be honest with you. So yeah, that's what kind of like, you know, so I will say, yes, it does influence me in some way. Yeah. And to go to like how like some artists don't like do like the business, it's like, for you, is art like very personal or like cumulative? Yeah, yeah. Um, art, art to me is like kind of personal to some degree, but the way I see it, it's it's more like a work thing, but it's still personal me to some degree because I'm still drawing the things that I want to draw. So in that perspective, like it is personal to me, especially when it comes down to like my OC and my own original project, like those things are very personal to me. So yeah. And then since like that person, you kind of like to yourself and then to a like business is more communicative, like you have to right. think about, you have to think about others and like around others. Yeah. Yeah. I think um one of the things I learned, um, especially as an artist, is that you're not just drawing for yourself, you're drawing for other people. And you kind of have to ask yourself, like, what do you want to be known for when it comes to your art? You know what I mean? Um and some people, they don't really care about it, but it's just like, it's something that, especially nowadays with social media and the internet, it's something you have to like really think about. Like you kind of have to ask yourself, how do people want to recognize you as an artist? You know, it's it's something that I ask myself all the time. You know, I think any artist should ask himself that. And with social media. Um, oh, my social media? Um, like I would say my social media, uh, I was just speaking in general, but my social media handle, um, which is like Instagram, you know, Twitter, um, TikTok, um, uh, I would say DeviantArt as well, like, you know, like just in general, um, any type of social media handle, like, you know, how people perceive you, because, you know, like, I think, um, for a lot of artists, like a lot of artists are so used to being like the back end, sort of like the middleman, like kind of like not have to get involved in the public, not being the public eye, sort of kind of like the, you know, the underground dudes and all that type of stuff. Like, you know, people who get sidelines, never get the like the full on credit and stuff. But now now living in this stage age, you know, artists are not like the middleman anymore. They're in the public art. They're a public figure now. So in a way, like you kind of have to um, sort of like treat yourself as like a social media influencer, you know? Yeah. And do you kind of design with social media in mind? Um, yeah. Um, yes and no. Um, I kind of do. Sometimes like I take on trends, like I'll draw something that's like trendy in art and stuff like that. But most of the times I just draw stuff like that. They're fine. Cool. Whether it's coming out new or whether it's old and I just put it out there, you know, and just let people know, Hey, I draw this thing. Like, do you like it? It's kind of like that. So. Got it. Got it. It's cool. Yeah, see, and then all that goes into art, and then people, and then that's kind of like adds to the value of why you have to charge the way you charge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you say. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think. Yeah. Well, all that in mind, I think like you know, 
it, it's hard like to manage um you know being a public figure but also like being an artist and also being a businessman like that's hard especially when you go to school and they don't really teach you all three of these things and you know learning these three things are very vital um vital are very vital especially when it comes to your art career so yeah i i would say like you know like me i have to learn being a businessman and have to learn being a social media influencer like on my own and i got to see what that tastes like but now since i have the experience i kind of have somewhat an idea to uh how to go about it so yeah jay-z said like jay-z said i'm not a businessman i'm a businessman yeah <laughs> yeah yeah i i get it yeah uh yeah no like he's right and yeah it's just yeah you kind of have to manage that in a sense so i kind of wish like you know in art school they taught you more of the business side of it and social media influencer because you know like we're kind of in this new world now and you know like the industry is sort of changing and how art is being commodified and how art is being uh, being judged based on its value and based on its merit. It's kind of a bit different than back in the old days. So, you know, these are all things you kind of have to keep in mind in a sense. That's for that was a business school, so I got the opposite okay. experience. No, uh, I had a friend that went to business school, that went to my school. Um, fortunately, he dropped out. But yeah, like, you know, try to learn as much as you can you know anything that to benefit your career there's nothing wrong with you know learning you know things like there are outside like our career there's nothing wrong like learning all this type of stuff like for one i have to take like writing class because you know i suck at like writing um grammar because i have trouble with grammar and typos and stuff so it's like you know, I have to like literally took like writing class, dialogue class, just so I can like write my own story and not like mess up and stuff. So there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. The other part, right? The other part. Yeah. Creative storytelling. Yeah. It's cool. Mm -hmm. What else can I think of? People have laptops. Yeah. People have laptops, I guess. Um, yeah, people laptops. Um, oh, I said flat tops, but yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I didn't hear you. That's okay. What else? What about? Mm. So, what's your art? Do you, where do you see yourself evolving to next? Um, I guess doing more of um original stuff. I would say more original stuff. I guess my kind of goal is is like you know kind of like work and establish art field um you know get like a concept art going and stuff like that um sort of in the position but yeah i guess what i'm involving into is drawing my own original stuff and i'm kind of getting more comfortable um with drawing my original stuff you know uh, i wasn't really confident in it, but now like since i'm kind of at the level that i am right now i can like able to draw things that I can like create, things that I own. Like, you know what I mean? So I guess that's the fun part for me. Nice. Well, before we go to my last question, you have any questions for me? Uh, No, I, I don't have any, nothing that comes to mind. <laughs> that's, that's cool. So mm -hmm. the last question is, what would you name your origin story? Um, I would just say my origin story would be, you know, 
um the struggle i guess that that would be my own um origin story it's just like coming into a place where you are confident and you're comfortable into the art that you're making you know the struggle of I would just call it the struggle because, you know, not only you're struggling with art, but also you're struggling with people that values your art. You're struggling with people that likes your art. You're struggling with people. You're struggling with your art being profitable. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you know, being an artist is a struggle. So that's how I would call it. I would call it the struggle. Nice. Well, thank you again for joining the podcast. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Uh, Thank you for the opportunity. No problem. Anytime. That brings another episode of the Let's Get Podcast to a close. Again, you can find Christian Mack's work by clicking the link in the description below. For next week, I have Richard Butler of Rageworks to speak about podcasting, comics, and more. Hope you continue on that day, and I hope to see you there. <laughs>